It's November 22nd, 2022. Time for the special Tuesday edition. When's the last time you heard me on a Tuesday episode of Sports Wagon Podcast, episode 188? It's your man, Uncle Dub. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. It's Uncle Dub. I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. Well, it's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, Thanksgiving week. And first of all, I hope you are all doing well on this Tuesday. You're probably... Uh, having a light week at work. I know I am. I'm just almost say about that. <laughs> anyway, um, hope you're doing well. Hope your Thanksgiving week is off to a great start. Um, if you're traveling, please travel safe. Um, let's get into today's show. So the big bulk of today's show will be some college football stuff. So of course, we want to do our rivalry week picks because it's again that time of the year. Now again, we know college basketball is ramping up with a lot of tournaments. So we'll kind of go through some of that stuff, but the college football, you're going to get NFL and college football. I think some NBA too. Didn't get a chance to get, look at the NBA slate, but you're definitely getting some good college football starting on Thursday through Friday and Saturday. So you got to tune in and I'll give you my picks in just a little bit. Let's look at the NFL real quick. Your winners from this past week, the commanders are on a two game winning streak. Oh my goodness. Can they make it three? Let's we'll see. The Cowboys, the Bengals, the Raiders in overtime. The Raiders finally got one. Or maybe this is their second win. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Falcons, the Bills, the Eagles, the Patriots, the Saints, the Lions, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the 49ers won Monday Night Football in Mexico City. Thursday, let's look at the NFL slate for Thursday. The Bills at the Lions, 1230 on CBS. The Giants visit the Cowboys, 430 on Fox. So the Giants to me feel like an NFC East team that sort of got for that sort of forgotten. They got off to a really good start and they, you know, they've, they've been doing what they do. They've been doing much better, but they've been quiet considering the Eagles have been doing what they've been doing. Eagles only have one loss. The Cowboys have kind of been up and down. The Cowboys are still in the mix, but it looks like um, those three teams, the Giants, the Eagles uh, and the Cowboys are kind of like the teams that are kind of making the NFC East look good. (laughs) Okay. The commanders are trying to make a comeback here, but I mean, we'll see. But again, like I said, two game win streak for them. Amazing stuff. And then the 820 game on NBC on Thursday night, the Patriots visit the Vikings for Sunday. There's literally, literally only one game that seems to be worth it because, again, you got a lot of maybe six and five teams or whatever playing teams that maybe have won three games. So the only notable game for Sunday, the Bengals at the Titans, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, let's look at the World Cup. And actually, I wanted to check some current scores. But um, from Sunday, the opening match. Ecuador 2-0 over Qatar. Then yesterday, England over Iran 6-2. And I find it hilarious that the um was it the you know Iranian media was upset that they lost by that much because of the protests. Because protesters play really good defense in soccer. Shut up. Anyway, um, so they're 0-1 or 0 and one and zero in group plays. The Netherlands over Senegal 2-0, and the USA draws one apiece with Wales. So we got one upset from today. Saudi Arabia took down Argentina 2-1, so that is huge because Argentina is on the list of favorites for World Cup. So we'll see how they bounce back from that again. Um, they they, they got to make it work for group play. If they don't get out of group play, that's going to be bad for Argentina if they don't get out of group play. But it's only one game. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's see. Currently in the 66 minute, uh, Mexico and Poland are tied at zero. Um, uh, Denmark and Tunisia played to a zero zero tie 
And at about 2 o'clock today, France will play Australia. So that's it for today's group action. Um, Wednesday, Morocco, Croatia, Germany, Japan, Spain, Costa Rica, and Belgium, Canada. On Thursday, Switzerland plays Cameroon, Uruguay plays South Korea, Portugal plays Ghana, and Brazil plays Serbia. Friday, Wales, Iran, Qatar, Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, and England, and the USA. So we've got some good matches coming up. So we'll regroup and talk about some of the big wins and how the group stages are looking on next week's show, uh, Monday. WNBA. So it finally has become official. Stephanie White is the new head coach of the Connecticut Sun. So if you remember, she was the head coach of the Fever in 2015-2016, and the question, the big question for the Sun, now that you know Kurt Miller leaves and goes to Los Angeles, they bring in Stephanie White, who um, I think she did a little bit better as a WNBA coach than a college coach because her record in college, not very good. But again, she's a really good player, knows the game very well. The question here is, and that's been the question even if Kurt Miller stayed, can this coach, her, or if Kurt Miller stay, can they lead uh, Connecticut to a title? Simply put, you've got a group of veterans. The you know the time is kind of winding down. Like I said, the window of opportunity is closing for this group. So can they get this group of veterans to a WNBA title? So that's going to be the question, the, the big question. Because again, really, if you think about what you have to do in the WNBA, Stephanie White just has to manage the personnel. In college, you got to recruit. You got to do all the extra stuff. And part of it is if you don't recruit well, you can coach all day long, but you got to recruit here. The I guess the quote recruiting has already been done. So the big thing you have to do here is manage your personnel, manage your lineups and have the right strategy, understanding your players strengths and weaknesses and then putting them in a situation to win. Now, I mean, that's it sounds simple. I mean, again, coaching is not easy. It sounds simple, but that's kind of the formula. Now, the other thing, uh, I think the same article that talked about Stephanie White um, also mentioned the Phoenix Mercury. So Vanessa Nygaard will be back for season two as head coach of the Mercury. But remember, the Mercury are currently up for sale. So with a sale, will that affect her future as the head coach? Because, you know, we've talked about this in college. We say, okay, an AD hires a particular coach, a football coach, a basketball coach, and then AD either resigns or gets fired. Then the question you have is, okay, how long does that particular coach last? If the coach is winning, it's not really a big deal. If that coach isn't winning, then the new AD literally has no um, loyalty to that head coach. So that's kind of the thing. Will this group, I mean, again, I think year two for the Mercury will tell the story. If the Mercury look better, if they make the playoffs, hell, if they win the WNBA title, um, I think that bodes well for Vanessa Nygaard's future. But if they come out on the same end as they did this past season, then it's not looking too good. And the ownership, the new ownership, whomever, whomever they may be, may decide to make a change uh, in leadership at the head coaching position. But again, this is all just some things to think about. But we know Vanessa Nygaard will be back for year two. All right, let's look at college basketball. Let's look at the ladies first. The AP Top 10. Number one, South Carolina with 29 first place votes. Number two, Stanford. So again, this is prior. Uh, this is actually uh, prior to. Yeah, so this is actually the new poll. Okay. Um, three, three is UConn up two spots. Uh, up four spots to four is Ohio State. Up two spots to number five is Iowa State. 
up six spots to number six is Indiana, up two spots to seven is Notre Dame, up five spots to eight is UNC, down five to nine is Iowa, and down four spots to 10 is Louisville. Utah made the biggest jump this week. They jumped eight spots to 17. Texas jump drops 16 spots to 19. Out of the poll this week, Oklahoma and Nebraska both leave. So just a quick overview of some of the things that happened over the weekend. Texas, they lost to Marquette and they lost to Louisville. So they lost to Marquette on Saturday, Louisville on Sunday. Louisville lost to Gonzaga. I told you, Gonzaga, a team to watch out of the West Coast Conference. Again, West Coast Conference, even with the Gonzaga men, they are like top two, a top two right now. They're in the top, uh, top six. They're top six right now. Number six, Gonzaga men. But the West Coast Conference isn't a power conference. But again, Gonzaga on the men's side and St. Mary's, they always go back and forth. And I've, I've been one of those folks that I watch that rivalry very closely. And I tell you this much, St. Mary's, at some point, they give Gonzaga the business. I think the first meeting between those two, I think Gonzaga goes to their house. Don't be surprised if St. Mary's gives them the business. Do not be surprised. St. Mary's and Gonzaga is a heated rivalry. They, the Gales play some really good basketball, so don't get it twisted. But how how likely is it that you're going to get two teams out of the West Coast Conference? Not very likely. But Gonzaga, representing the WCC last year, um, they I think they had a pretty decent tournament run. I think they may have won their conference tournament, and they weren't expected to. That's how they got the automatic bid or how they got to the tournament. But nevertheless, I mentioned that this is a good Gonzaga team. You, sh- you should kind of keep your eye on Tennessee blew out Rutgers on Saturday. Then they dropped their next two games. They they lost to UCLA and that Gonzaga team got them last night. And I dropped into a Tennessee fan space last night. And I think it might be time to ring the alarm bell in Knoxville. Um, A lot of the fans were saying that the players just did not look like they wanted to be there. And what do you do? I mean, I don't remember what year this is for Kelly Harper, but there's a there's something going on. I think there it may be something more than basketball. There's something that's affecting these players. They're not giving their best. They're not. They're just not present. So a lot of questions to be answered for Tennessee right now. Um, I forget who they have next, but they re- I mean, I talked about in their first couple, their last couple of games, they got to clean it up. Now it's beyond cleaning up. They've got to do a full remediation here or this season is going to get away from them before they even know it. So we'll keep an eye on what's happening with the Tennessee women's team. Um, The space, they talk about a lot of different things. Um, There's just so much that's happening uh, with this program. I mean, they're being led by a former player of Pat Summit, but one of the folks brought up the point that it feels like the players don't understand what they're playing for. In other words, the legacy that preceded them and that's a very good point because someone else chimed in and said you know when you're on a ig live and people ask you questions like name your favorite all-time tennessee player and you can't name one which i'm going excuse me (laughs) you can't name one now again you gotta some people say well you know a lot of these players play before their time it's called youtube it's called the internet you can find this information it's out there some of these players in the league right now, like Kansas Parker, hello. I mean, you know, some of them are coaching right now. Carol Lawson, hello. I mean, the information, it's not like the information is not out there. You can find this information, but 
the person made the point. It's like you can tell when a program is not playing, when players are not playing for themselves, they're playing for the name on the front of the jersey. You know, you, you think about like Duke men's basketball. Okay, these guys know the legacy. They know what was built. They're under John Shire now, but Shire is part of that legacy. Shire played for Coach K, but these guys play because of what preceded them, not who they are currently. So some good points were made, but that Tennessee program is really just adrift right now, and it's just really hard to watch. So we'll see if something comes of this, if things get better, but we'll keep an eye on it. UConn beat NC State, South Carolina, in that big matchup at Maples. They took down Stanford at overtime, so I watched the overtime session after I watched the Virginia game. They beat Illinois, so we'll talk about Virginia in a moment, the men's. Uh, Maryland, uh, Maryland over Baylor. Monday, South Dakota State takes down Louisville. Louisville has been looking a little vulnerable lately. So we'll see again what switch turns for Louisville because if Louisville took a loss like that, you know Jeff Walls ain't happy, and if he ain't happy, the team ain't happy. So we'll see what happens with, with Louisville, how they turn the corner and how they kind of improve from this. Um, let's look at the matchups for this week, some key matchups. The Phil Knight Invitational and the Phil Knight Legacy will start on Thursday and Friday. So the, at the Phil Knight Invitational, number eight UNC versus number 18 Oregon, number five Iowa State versus Michigan State. At the Phil Knight Legacy on Friday, number three UConn takes on Duke and number nine Iowa takes on Oregon State. The men, top 10, number one, North Carolina, 47 first place votes. Number two, Houston, up a spot with nine first place votes. Number three, Kansas, up three spots with one first place vote. Number four, Texas, up seven spots, and they get five first-place votes. Up 11 spots, your biggest mover of the week, the Virginia Cavaliers. They get a first-place vote, and they come into the top five. So, again, Virginia goes 2-0 and at the main event in Las Vegas. They beat Baylor and Illinois. That Baylor game was fantastic. Let me tell you something. That's a good Baylor team. They can shoot the three. They like to push pace, rebound. They do it all, and they do it all very well. But what does Virginia do? They hit you hard defensively. They hit those hard hedges. They were doing everything possible to slow that game down. Taking Baylor out of their tempo lost them that game. But again, Baylor did so many good things. Just when you thought Virginia was in their face, stopping them from shooting a three, them guys were shooting threes and making them. I mean, contested threes. So this Baylor team, they took a loss to a very good Virginia team, a good, a surging Virginia team. But I think Baylor is a team that you need to watch in the Big 12. They are very good. Very, and they got a young freshman. Last name is George. I can't remember his name. That kid's going to be a baller. He's going to be something special. And then uh, the Illinois game on Sunday. Very good uh, Illinois team. Uh, Brad Underwood had to figure out how to replace a lot of that scoring production. And I think they'll be just fine. They got a guy named Danger. I think he's a freshman. Big body, tall rebounding rebounder very physical player i mean illinois is going to be okay in the big 10 as well so again you're some great competition in this tournament and tony bennett talked about it in the press conference he said he got out of this what he expected to get out of it he learned so much about his team and it's going to be useful to help virginia get better and play really well against some really stiff acc competition i mean they got north carolina they got duke i mean duke Duke's got some big guys. They got some big bodies again. They got shooters. I mean, you know, Duke is just doing Duke things. And Carolina, well, we know what Carolina can do. 
So Virginia's got a lot of work to do, but if they keep playing this way and can peak at the right time, I mean, just playing really good, really consistently, just, I mean, and they're shooting much better than last season. With the way Virginia is shooting right now, if Virginia shot this way last season, they would have been the NCAA team. They would not have lost as many games as they did. But the way they're shooting this year, they're definitely going to the tournament if they can keep this up. And that team just starts to congeal and get better and better. Um, six through ten, Gonzaga falls four spots to six. Baylor drops seven spots, seven two spots to seven. Duke drops a spot to eight. Arkansas nine and Creighton ten. They both hold hold steady. Your biggest your biggest drops this week in the poll. UCLA and Kentucky both dropped 11 spots. UCLA falls to 19. Kentucky drops to 15. Out this week, Michigan, Dayton, and Te- Texas A&M and Texas Christian all left the poll. Louisville, they are 0-4. Again, is it time to hit the panic button in Cardinal Nation? Not yet. I Again, let's open the panel. Keep your finger near the button. I mean, again, it's still early, but they... Lost to Arkansas and Maui, so and then, and we're talking a top ten Arkansas team. So I mean, again, Louisville's playing some good competition. They've got some things that they've got to work on. They've got to figure it out. But right now, I mean, I don't think it's panic time quite yet. Tonight on the men's side, the Maui Invitational continues. Number ten Creighton versus number nine Arkansas, eight p.m. ESPN. And then same channel, 1030, number 17, San Diego State takes on number 14, Arizona. Um, the Field Night Invitational will start tonight for the men or this coming week. Anyway, uh, Thursday. So I think it's coming Thursday. Field Night Invitational, number 18, Alabama versus number 12, Michigan State. Also participating in that one will be UNC and UConn. At the Field Night Legacy, you've got Gonzaga, Purdue, and Duke all participating. So it's going to be fun times uh in this uh in these two tournaments when we come back we'll get into college football some news and notes we'll do our picks and i got dubs and l's this week amazing right yes you're excited dubs and l's when we come back
All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's go through the AP top 10 for week. Is this week 13? This is week 13, rivalry week. We've been waiting, haven't we? All right, number one, Georgia, 62 first place votes. Number two, Ohio State with one first place vote. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Texas Christian. So those four whole positions. So the CFP playoff rankings come out tonight. More than likely, those will be your top four. Remember, rivalry week, Ohio State and Michigan will get it on this weekend. So that's going to affect this poll next week. Number five, USC up two spots. I believe this is USC's highest ranking in a few years. LSU holds at six. Clemson up two spots to seven. Alabama holds at eight. Tennessee drops four to nine. Oregon up two spots to 10. Your biggest mover up this week, Notre Dame up five spots to 13. Your biggest drop in the poll this week, Central Florida, eight spots to number 23. The Cowboys of Oklahoma State leave the poll this week. Last week, well, 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 look who did crappy this week. And I feel like I was this bad last year this time because remember there was a week there was a week i feel like it was either no nah, it was a rivalry i think it was the week before rivalry week or maybe two weeks before i did really bad so i was seven to nine <laughs> last week um if i'm looking at this real quick i was a uh, what i go i went five and five the first part of the day and then i went two and four the second half of the day eh, i mean five and five i mean anyone will take 500 right but to go two and four the rest of the way eh, well you know um, so I think that's the worst week since week five went five and seven. So we got I don't know. I don't know how many games I got. How many games I got? I got them. We're going to go through them right now. Um, let's start with Thursday night, Thursday night. So after you got all your NFL in in the NBA, uh, switch on over to ESPN. I believe that's a 7 p.m. kickoff. I didn't write it down, but from Oxford, the 119th Egg Bowl, Vaught Hemingway Stadium, Ole Miss, number 14th ranked. Uh, they host Mississippi State. They are two and a half point favorites. I'm going to take Ole Miss here. It'll probably be close. I think this one, what, what do you get? You get two offensive masterminds. You got Lane Kiffin. You got um, my man, Mike Leach, who, <laughs> Mike Leach is so petty. <laughs> he, 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 but, um, this team, his team did so bad last week, he went and uh, unfolded the folding chairs and dropped them because he figured y'all doing so bad, y'all deserve to sit down. And then in the press conference, he said something about, oh, my God, something about um, what was it? I posted on my Instagram, but he said something about these guys feel like they're just they're, they're not doing what they need to do. They just want to sit with their fat girlfriends and eat uh, it's something crazy. Leach always got some. Leach always has a soundbite for you, but that man is petty as hell. <laughs> anyway, I'll take Ole Miss in the 119th Egg Bowl. All right, let's go to Friday. Starting at noon, number 21 Tulane visits Cincinnati, 25th ranked, who are two and a, who are two point favorites. This game, noon ABC. I'll take Cincy close at home. Um, noon ESPN. Baylor visits Austin to take on Texas. Texas are eight and a half point favorites. Oh, did I pick Texas? I'm going with Baylor here. I'm going with Baylor. What am I doing? I'm going with Baylor. Um, I, I circle Texas and go, wait, what? Did I mean to do that? I'm going with Baylor. Watch Texas win this game. But anyway, um, 2 p.m. NBC, the 73rd Bayou Classic Southern takes on Grambling from New Orleans. Um, as we always ask, who wins the battle of the bands? That's the question you need to ask yourself. But the football game, I will take the Jaguars of Southern. 3 p.m. Fox Sports 1, the, one, the 96th Territorial Cup. 
Arizona State visits Tempe, visits uh, Tucson rather, to take on uh, Arizona, who are four point favorites. I'm going to go with the Wildcats here. Again, I think a bad on bad matchup. I think Arizona's a little bit better here. I'll take Arizona here. The 112th meeting, 40 minutes away, NC State takes the trip down I-40 to Chapel Hill to take on UNC, number 24 NC State, number 13 UNC. I think that is an ACC network game. I will take Carolina here. Um, yeah, I think I think their defense will do just a little bit. I mean, their defense is terrible. You know Carolina can throw the ball. Um, State's got better defense. I think the offense wins out here as it usually do, usually does. And, and Drake May's probably probably still mad about losing last week to Georgia Tech. The Georgia Institute of Technology. What? What is happening here? I'll take UNC at home. Okay. The 730 matchup. The 66th Sunshine Showdown. This is all still Friday night action or Friday action. Florida takes on number 19 Florida State. Florida State are nine half point favorites. I will take the Seminoles over Florida Saturday. So we all know Saturday is the day for college football, but you, you get to have an extended weekend. Speaking of the Georgia Institute of Technology, they take the trip to Athens to take on number one, Georgia, the 116th meeting. So, again, this is the probably the worst. Yes, yet best name of a rivalry. Clean, old fashioned hate. You can take that any way you want to. Just saying. Um, Georgia are 35 and a half point favorites. So I think you know who I'm taking here. <laughs> no disrespect, Georgia Tech, but eh, I think they're going to be a quite overmatched here. We'll take Georgia. That game, noon ESPN. The big noon kickoff on Fox, the 118th meeting between Michigan, third ranked, visits the Horseshoe in Columbus to take on number two Ohio State, who are seven and a half point favorites. This game will be close. I'm going to take the Buckeyes over Michigan. Now, the implications for the rankings. Ohio State wins, Michigan's out. Michigan's strength of schedule is horrific. If Michigan wins, I think you kind of get a shift. I think Michigan bumps up, Ohio State bumps down a little bit. I think we just shift two and three potentially. Maybe, yeah, I just think you might shift positions. I don't think Ohio State's getting out of the top four with this loss, but if Michigan loses, they're gone. Uh, let's see the Palmetto Bowl, South Carolina at number nine, Clemson. Clemson are 14 half point favorites. This one's a tough one. South Carolina got that big win over Tennessee last week. Do they have the juice to potentially take down Clemson? I feel like they do, but I'm going to go with Clemson because that's kind of the safe pick because Clemson are what is a 14 half point favorites. I'll take Clemson in the 119th Palmetto Bowl. 3 p.m. SEC Network, Louisville visits Kentucky. Kentucky are three-and-a-half-point favorites for the 34th Governor's Cup. So I think there's something – yeah, th this rivalry is weird. You would think they've been meeting for much longer, but I think they had a long period of time where they didn't meet. So now this is on, like, the 34th meeting. But I will take Louisville. Kentucky's been sliding. Louisville's trending up. I'll take Louisville over Kentucky. 3.30 CBS, the 87th Iron Bowl. Auburn visits number eight, Alabama. Alabama are 22-point favorites. If Auburn happens to win this, maybe you should consider that Carnell, Carnell Williams should be the new coach. But I don't think Auburn's going to win it. I'll take Alabama over Auburn. 3.30 ABC, the 126th meeting between number 12, Oregon, and number 23, Oregon State. So they used to call it the Civil War. They stopped doing that. But 
I don't know what you call this. What is what is Oregon? What is their state? They're the what state? I don't remember. Anyway, it's the ducks and the beaver. So who wins between a duck and a beaver? Honestly, I think a beaver would win because beavers are pretty evil. But we're talking football. I'm going with the ducks over the beavers. Although this will be a close one. I do like Oregon State. They've actually been better this season. And I think they're going to get progressively better. Like, like I said, Jonathan Smith has just done great things as his alma mater. So, but I'm still going with the Ducks here. 330 ESPN, the 132nd meeting for Paul Bunyan's Axe. Minnesota visits Camp Randall to take on Wisconsin. Wisconsin are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to take uh, the Gophers here over Wisconsin for Paul Bunyan's Axe. 330 ACC Network, Wake Forest, three and a half point favorites. Visit Wallace Wade Outdoor Stadium in Durham to take on Duke. I'm going to take Wake Forest over Duke. The 7.30 ABC game, a good one here. You've got number 18 Notre Dame visits the Coliseum to take on number 7 USC. USC are five and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Trojans over the Irish. I think they play like for the Golden Shillelagh or something. I forget their trophy, but they, the Diamond Shillelagh or some, some encrusted thing that's a Shillelagh. Um, 8 p.m. on Fox, the 120th Sunflower Showdown. The Sunflower State, Kansas, head to the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, to take on number 15, Kansas State. K-State are 12-point favorites. I still believe in the Jayhawks. I'm going with Kansas State here. Uh, Might be more than 12 here. 10.30 ESPN, number 17, Washington, two-point favorites. Head to Pullman to take on Washington State, the 114th Apple Cup. I'm going to go with the Cougars. Um, Washington's just been very up and down. I think the Cougars got one in them. I think the Cougars take down the Huskies of Washington. A um, couple news and notes from college football. So we talked about all the rivalry games. One of note that is not going to happen this year. The Virginia, Virginia Tech game has been canceled. So after some talking with uh, the ACC offices and between the two schools, that game, the 104th meeting will be canceled due to the events that happen uh, at, U- at UVA. Um, Mike Hollins, uh, w- the other player who was injured, he left the hospital uh, yesterday. Um, but again, this is kind of the time to continue to, you know, to heal uh, after this very tragic loss. So again, I support uh, this decision. I mean, again, this is bigger than football right now. So we'll have to pick it up next year. I mean, both teams with first year head coaches not having particularly great seasons, but you know, this particular tragedy, again, bigger than the season, bigger than wins and losses. This is just talking about real life and having these young men, uh, just, you know, just trying to heal from this, uh, said this just excruciating tragedy. Hendon Hooker, ACL tear. He is out for Tennessee, so he's done for the season. Tennessee plays their rival Vanderbilt um, uh, to on Saturday. All right, dubs and L's. Uh, let's start with the dub here. So what I noticed, the Stanford-South uh, Carolina game. So I, I, I caught the end of the game, and I noticed that, first off, before they even showed the sidelines, I noticed that the Stanford players, and I don't know, if, I don't think the South Carolina players were, the Stanford players on their jerseys were wearing We Are BG patches. Tara Vanderveer and both Dawn Staley were both wearing Brittany Griner sweatshirts during the game. And I think that was um, definitely, I, what am I trying to say? Best way to 
get out the message to continue to uh, show solidarity and support for her case. And again, we are all BG and we want Brittany Griner home as soon as possible. So I, I shout out both those coaches again, um, a Hall of Famer and a well, two Hall of Famers. Rather, I take that back Two Hall of Famers, um, you know, again, doing, you know, showing an act that is beyond the game itself. I mean, again, both coaches teach about life every day in their practices and then, you know, in their interactions with their players. But again, this is something that is extremely important for not just women's basketball, but for all the sport. Um, the L this week. So the World Cup is in Qatar, which I'm kind of puzzled by that. But I guess anything, I guess if you pay enough money, people pay attention. And my thing is, I think this was another this is another sports washing incident. So if you know what sports washing is, I think you need to go back some episodes where I talked about the LIV versus PGA uh, impasse here. And we all know that a country, you know, countries of in that region, they are, you know, very strict as far as their beliefs on um, uh, LGBTQ plus um, issues. Um, and I think, uh, some of the countries, I think England, the Netherlands, France, I think a few countries, the captains were going to wear, um, armbands in support of LGBTQ plus, uh, initiatives. And it was banned. Um, there was another incident where a, um, uh, a attendee to the world cup was wearing a rainbow t-shirt and he was asked to remove it. So it, to me, I, I'm, I'm just like this man, FIFA, it's like FIFA wants to give you this belief that, you know, we're all for all these great things, but yet, well, we're kind of not because we're getting paid. So I, I don't know. I kind of feel like there should have been more work done to kind of understand, OK, will there be freedom of expression, not just for our players, but for our fans? And by, I guess, delay or not delaying, denying that freedom of expression um, on the field, off the field, you know, I, again, this is, this is just another case of we're going to throw out a lot of money just to show you we're not terrible people, but you're showing us you're terrible people. But anyway, I digress. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. So I will be off the air until next week. <laughs> Maybe Monday you'll hear me again, but until that time, you got a lot of, you got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of football to watch. You got a lot of basketball to watch. You got a lot of stuff to watch. And I want to take a moment to say thank you. We are getting close to that 200th episode. And I thank you all for your support. I'm thankful for you. Um, continue to like, spread the word about the podcast, share the podcast. Hey, if you someone says, hey, you know, a good sports podcast, let them hear mine. Let them be the judge. I thank you for rating the podcast. I've gotten a number of five star reviews. Please rate. Give me a five star review if you like what you're hearing. Um, I'm constantly trying to get better at this. Um, hey, <laughs> I mean, there, there's not much else to say, but I appreciate you listening. Um, please have a safe Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're in the U.S., have a safe Thanksgiving. I know other countries celebrate Thanksgiving at different times, but wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it well, do it safely, continue to protect yourself, mask up, do everything you can, stay healthy, and also remember to drink your water and mind the business that pays you. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Sports Wagon Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend about the show. You can also send me a voicemail or send me a message on Twitter or Instagram at It's Uncle Dub. That's I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. Also, please consider supporting the podcast at buymeacoffee.com backslash sports wagon pod. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.